This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Danny Kavanagh. It's Thursday, the 15th of July. In your Sport Today, the Maroons deny the Blues a whitewash. Three AFL clubs flee Melbourne. Mixed results for Australia's Olympic preparations and rugby's new rules. This is your Sport Today. Danny, after a chaotic build-up, State of Origin Game 3 was played last night. The Blues, they were overwhelming favourites to make it a 3-0 whitewash. But Queensland, they didn't let that happen, winning 20-18 on the Gold Coast. Yeah, Sam, I'm a little afraid, but how are you feeling this morning after watching it? Uh, I've been better, Danny. I bet, Sam. <laughs> Queensland came into the match with questions asked about their culture and future of coach Paul Green, and they were even booed as they took to the field to warm up. But they were a different team to the side that got blown away in the first two games and held the Blues' backline to just one try. It was a classic old-school origin match, lots of big hits and even some biff, and it came down to the last minutes. Blue centre Latrell Mitchell had a kick to tie the match from halfway, but it fell just short as the Maroons held on for the win. Oh, that was agonising. Danny, yep, Queensland, they were too good. One of the big talking points out of the game was the amount of six again calls made by the referee. 13 were called in total, but Blues coach Brad Fittler said after the game that Queensland were the better side. It means New South Wales hasn't won 3-0 since 2000. They have got the shield back after losing last year. Tom Travojevic was named player of the series. And today's trivia question, the player of the series is awarded a medal named after which origin legend? The answer at the end of today's show. Danny, around 2,000 fans who attended last weekend's Geelong Carlton game at the MCG have been deemed close contacts of a fan who tested positive for COVID-19 this week. It forced three clubs to pack their bags and make a mad dash for Queensland. Yep, the COVID drama never ends. The Swans, Giants and Bulldogs will fly to Brisbane this morning from Melbourne. The Sydney clubs have been based in Victoria because of Sydney's lockdown and they were set to play their derby this weekend in Ballarat. But that's now changed with a venue still to be sorted. The Bulldogs play the Gold Coast on Saturday. This comes after Victoria recorded 11 new cases in the past day, including an infectious fan who attended the MCG on Saturday and was sitting in Level 2 of the Members Reserve. Those who visited that area are considered Tier 2 contacts and must get tested and isolate until they receive a negative result, Sam. Yeah, and the rest of the MCG is a Tier 3 site, so fans are being advised by the Victorian Department of Health to watch out for symptoms and get tested if feeling unwell. The Cats landed in Perth yesterday afternoon for tonight's clash against Fremantle and were made to isolate until getting back a negative test result. What this means for NRL club the Melbourne Storm and the Super Netball teams based in Melbourne is yet to be known. Expect to hear plenty more about this story as the day unfolds. The situation in Melbourne and Sydney shows just how hard it is to schedule sports during the pandemic, especially in the short term. But... We do have some clarity on some big events scheduled later in the year, Danny. Yeah, we do, Sam. Starting with the Aussie netball team, the Diamonds. They'll take on New Zealand in the Constellation Cup in October with the first two matches in Brisbane and Cairns before heading across the ditch for the final two games. 
New Zealand currently hold the trophy after winning 3-1 in March. But all those games were in Christchurch, so the Aussies will be out for some revenge, Sam, and I'm backing our girls. You bet they will, Danny. Uh, the draw for this summer's Big Bash League was also released yesterday. The competition will start in early December and finish in the school holidays in late January. Cricket fans like me, Danny, are going to love the 11 mega days of cricket, which is something like 13 hours of cricket straight. How good's that? We've popped links to the schedules in the episode notes if you're after more details. Danny, the Olympics are just eight days away from starting in Tokyo. Can you believe it? Australia is sending their largest group ever to a foreign games. Yesterday, two teams continued their preparation with mixed results. I honestly can't believe the games are going to go underway, but the men's basketball team kept up their winning ways with a 108-69 to win over Nigeria. Nigeria had beat the USA on Sunday in one of the game's biggest upsets, but they were no match for the Boomers who rested some of their big guns, including Paddy Mills. They've won all their exhibition matches in Las Vegas and faced the US again on Saturday before heading to Tokyo. Now, while the Boomers are on a roll, Australia's women's soccer team's winless streak continued last night. Yeah, it did, Danny, and it's at five matches in a row now. They lost 1-0 to Japan in Kyoto and haven't been on the winning side in their past five friendly matches with big losses to Germany and the Netherlands. They still do have Sam Kerr, so we're not writing them off just yet. And their first match at the Olympics is next Wednesday against New Zealand a couple of days before the opening ceremony. Danny, World Rugby has been one of the leading sports bodies in the world at increasing player safety and reducing the risk of concussion. Now it's trialling five changes to the laws to further make the game safer. Yes, Sam, and some of these tweaks will be familiar to Super Rugby fans. World Rugby is bringing in the 50-20-20 rule and goal line dropouts. They were both used in Super Rugby AU this year with three other changes to the breakdown. The trials begin on August 1, so we'll see them in the Bledisloe Cup games. And if they're deemed a success, will likely become permanent next May, which is one year out from the Rugby World Cup in France. Four years ago, World Rugby did its own version of the head-high crackdown. That's been a big talking point in Rugby League this season. Basically, they lowered the acceptable tackle height. And if you hit somebody in the head, it's a penalty at best, or a red card and a suspension at worst. The results have been fairly dramatic, with concussions down 28% at the 2019 World Cup compared to the previous year in global rugby. The team at Squeeze Shortcuts have a fascinating episode on concussion and sports that will bring you up to speed. So I'll pop a link to that and the new rugby laws in the show notes. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. And Danny, the British Open starts tonight. 11 Aussies competing in the latest golf major. And a few of them are in very good form after winning lead-up events. And what also caught my eye was the unveiling of a bronze statue of Australian legend Nova Paris at Melbourne's Federation Square yesterday. It's the first statue of an Indigenous woman. Danny? Sam, I can't go past Chris Golding, who was in fine form from deep against Nigeria, scoring 7 of 7 from three-point land as the boomers eased to a convincing win. He made some epic shots and it has me all excited for our Olympic chances. What do you think, Danny? The boomers going to break their medal drought at the Olympics? Of course, we're going to take home gold. Nice, I'm loving the confidence there, Danny. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question is Wally Lewis. It's the Wally Lewis medal. That's awarded to the player of the series in State of Origin each year. All right, that's it from us here today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow.